Dearly beloved, we are gathered today to witness the joining of two loves. Welcome to The Corner Booth, our weekly podcast where we discuss all things weddings, relationships, and everyday quandaries. We're your hosts, Cynthia and Megan, two wedding professionals that have seen it all and are here to help you through it. So grab your favorite beverage and let's, let's get, get cozy. We did tequila shots at your wedding, Emily and I. I believe it. I don't know how we... I That whole I night thought, is such a blur to me. <laughs> I remember I was so drunk, but I remember every single second. It was a lot of fun. I'll never forget. And it also shows my age when I got the photos back and Marissa was like, you know... Doing the worm. Doing the worm. <laughs> I literally was like, oh my God, that's so funny. She's doing the worm. And Marissa's like, I was doing the WAP. <laughs> like okay I am officially old because I literally was like look at her she's doing the worm on my mom's floor with her dirty ass feet (laughs) was she on the ground yes that's so she was doing the like part you know and she like oh wow I I don't know what I was thinking of I don't know what the Nicki Minaj yeah what ass pussy oh no isn't that Meg it's Cardi B it's Cardi B who did I just say Nicki Minaj. You said Nicki Minaj. I thought it was oh, Meg Thee Stallion. It is Cardi B. No, I think it's Cardi B. No, it's Cardi oh. B for sure. I have no idea. There's a dance. I know. I know the dance in my head. Yeah, I don't know physically. I don't yeah, know. she was doing like ah, where you pound the floor part, yeah. and I thought she was doing this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. She fell down I can the stairs do in her oh, Louis yeah. Vuittons. And we then, talked about that on the podcast when she was on. Yeah, she yeah. had to go oh, home. After she had to go home. Her husband was like, "You're done. <laughs> We're gone." Done. I was walking down the stairs like shortly after her and then she gave me a hug goodbye and she literally went like this and fell like into one of the servers <laughs> yeah was... i didn't realize that she was so drunk but i think i was drunker than i thought i was too and it was just such a blur and i don't know it was like the most expensive house party ever but so much fun <laughs> Greatest. honestly when the hot dogs and chicken sandwiches oh, came out i was living my fabulous. best life yeah it was amazing great times had by all um no. Cool. Well, welcome to our booth. Yeah. Um, welcome to the booth. Um, okay. So today we have Jess Ward from Whimsy and Weathered on. And Jess, tell us about Whimsy. Tell us about yourself. Just any, anything interesting. Anything. Okay. So, well, yes. So first, our store is Whimsy and Weathered. I own it with my mother, Denise. And we do repurposed furniture and home goods. And then outside of the store, we also do interior design. And so that is kind of my full-time gig that I do about myself. Probably what consumes my life the most is the fact that I have a four-month-old baby. And if you go on any social media that I have, it will be nothing but pictures <laughs> of him. And I never quite understood women that did that until I had a baby. And then now that's all that I do. But other than that, yeah, I feel like I'm just constantly thinking about home decor and interiors and then my little boy, Rowdy. I'll say, and then changing diapers. <laughs> yeah, changing diapers. I actually will have to say, because I'm in charge of feeding the baby, my husband changes probably 95% of the diapers. Wow, oh, I like that. Yeah, he is a champ. So he does not complain and he does it. So I feel like that man was born to be a dad, though. Yeah, I think so. He is. He's like surprising. I think he surprises a lot of people because if anybody knows my husband, he's kind of just uh, 
blunt person and not probably considered like the most endearing. He's just kind of says what he <laughs> thinks. And so the fact that he is such a hands-on dad, yeah. I think surprised a lot of people, but it was kind of funny. I suppose you guys maybe will or not have Perry on here cause he's kind of yeah. old school, yeah. but he's a florist in the wedding industry. And he asked me just yesterday, um, how he does with the baby. Cause I had to run stuff out there for the wedding and I honestly, like, don't have to, like, even think about it when Rye has him. Yeah. Like, there isn't great. even, like, a – I don't get a text about, like, what should he do? What should he not do? I just don't hear from him. Or I get absurd videos of things that they're doing <laughs> that they probably should not be doing. So. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Fun. So how long has Whimsy been operating? So Whimsy has been – it will be year seven – so when we took a hold of our building, we did about six months of renovation. So really in terms of like for us, the startup will be seven years actually like in June here. But in terms of open to the public, we didn't open till November. So November will mm-hmm. be seven years that we've been open. I always remember your like balloon arches and things that you have for like anniversaries or yeah. like big events. Yeah. So I can kind of like think, okay, yeah, how many years, how many different balloons have I seen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those that um, before we were opening, I mean, gosh, probably like a couple weeks before. I mean, it was hot mess express. We had boxes <laughs> everywhere furniture. We like kind of knew what we were doing, didn't really know what we were doing. And so it was right when balloon garlands kind of like became a thing. Yes. You were like the first in the area to do it for sure. I remember when you opened and you had it and I was like, that's awesome. And there really weren't that many that like that. No, no. And they had it. And it was one of those that I swear I saw it online. I was like, I can do that. I'm a very talented DIYer and I had every intention to do it in about probably four days before we opened. I'm not even kidding. I called Katie at parties and weddings plus she does all of ours Mm -hmm. and just was like I told Denise at what cost I don't care. Like there's there's no <laughs> way we're is worth more. opening the store and having that beautiful balloon garland out there. And she definitely did it like a mm-hmm. thousand times better than anything yeah. I would have rigged up. So no, it's kind of one of those that we did it the first year and then thought great balloons for our birthday. It makes sense. A kind of thought great way for people to just like be super loud because mm-hmm. we're new and just driving by and then it's kind of one of the favorite things that we do each year because we always try to have like a different look but yeah Yeah. obviously you can only do so much with I think you do a good way a good variety because like even like for the holiday you do it and yeah you you don't do the same just like one side arch bigger on this you know bigger on the bottom smaller on the top like you don't just do that like I've seen so many different arrangements no yeah it's been really fun and Katie's been really good and my dad if you follow anything on social media we call my dad the captain (laughs) and we've really called him that since I was little and there's kind of a funny backstory to it so my dad's nickname was BK at work Mm -hmm. and because if anybody knows the Burger King slogan it's have it your way and my dad love him has to have it his way (laughs) and I'm sure it's passed down to me if you ask my husband but So it was kind of like BK was his nickname and then Captain kind of came about and he is like do anything 
always for us. Kind of complain sometimes, but most of the time he'll not. Still do it. He'll still do it. He's a you know girl dad. He has to. But probably the biggest year was the year that we did, I think it was year four, and we did the, it was like a birthday cake at the bottom of the store. No, it was five. And because we had five candles at the top and the balloons were like supposed to be the smoke. And we had done it enough years that Katie's like, how tall can we go on this building? (laughs) So... It was one of those that I was just like, well, the captain will figure out a way. <laughs> and so it was great. We were able to get a, um, a lift from Snell and got out there. I'm so excited. Katie has this huge garland ready to go. And the lift keeps beeping at us oh, because we didn't no. think about the fact that the old sidewalks are not going to be level and those lifts won't go up. Unless it's completely level. Oh, so, no. I mean, You're I'm just shoving like, stuff underneath of it to make it level. Yeah, like, <laughs> totally. So, I'm like on the verge of tears thinking this balloon garland. And I mean, Katie has like three vans parked out front, all filled with balloons Holy that are shit. supposed to go all the way up to the top of the building. And I don't even remember how he did it. But yeah, we he had some different ways that we could level it out a little bit. But for a brief moment, I was like, it's not going to happen. So that was probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite years just because it was such a hassle. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just something that we just stuck with. And now I feel like we're kind of known for it. So mm-hmm. we just continue to do it every year. So fun. I think crazy. that just shows that whatever, whatever you're working on, like even like in interiors, you have such a cool just like ideas and inspirations for all of that. Yeah, it's definitely, it's fun just because, well, part of my background too is that I did weddings, which is kind of like how I know you Mm -hmm. and know Megan, Mm -hmm. is that I did weddings for years and it's an industry that I still love, but I did it for a long time and bless your heart for you girls that still do it. But I just needed something that was not every weekend, Mm -hmm. late night weekends. I was ready and early mornings and early mornings. And then I feel like a lot of people don't understand all of the work that happens during the week. It's not even like it's just late Friday night. Like there's all this prep and I was just ready for a transition. So that's kind of where the idea of the store came about, where I could still be in design and decor Mm -hmm. what I love, but have a little bit more of the stability of like my store opens at a certain time and closes at a certain time. But then Mm -hmm. I love to do those fun things because that I think kind of speaks more to like when I used to do weddings and get a little bit more creative on the party planning side that I love doing the windows so Mm -hmm. I think what I like about walking into whimsy and is every single season and month that you're open it always looks a little bit different yeah but like there's still some pieces that like I bought like a couple years ago that I know you probably have still some of like the same ones because there's more statement pizzas pieces not pizzas yeah um but like (laughs) statement pizzas um (laughs) but like even like all the signage in my house came from whimsy which is crazy yeah it's it's really fun. So we have like some really die hard clients, which is just amazing. When Denise and I kind of thought about the store, our first thought was just like, you never know if a community can support something. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I knew that we had the population to have a store like this. But at the same time, like I remember opening the doors the first day and I had figured out exactly how much money we had to make 
just so we could pay our rent. Not even like us make anything. Just solely like, is this not going to flop? Like, what are we going to do? And we had such a crazy turnout that that got a lot less stressful. But it was just like, you never know. And then now I love like when we do a lot of interior design stuff, I go in and I'll see a piece. I'm like, ah, we had that three years ago. And or we had that four. And so it reminds me how long people have shopped with us <laughs> and also just like all the products that we've had that I probably forgot about or didn't remember. But yeah, there's definitely some that will carry throughout just because my goal always as a designer is I want you to love what you have, but not feel like every single time you get on Instagram or Pinterest, you have to like update every little piece in your house Cause one, that's just not sustainable for your bank account or your lifestyle. Like nobody has time to continue to constantly change and just price point wise, you just don't want to do that. I think when you, when you first opened to, there was other businesses that weren't like you, but um, you didn't open right away and you were like, okay, we're open nine to five, like hoping the storefront does well, like a, like a open business for, Mm -hmm. you know, seven days a week you did like openings, like certain weekends you were open too. So that probably helped with, um, just kind of gauging your, the interest in what you're looking for. Yeah. I think that that was kind of, I feel like some people have a love hate with ideas. So the whole premise of that is they call it you're an occasional store Mm -hmm. and so there's kind of a following of other stores in other areas I think now there's two other ones in Mankato maybe three that I don't remember if they were there when we started to but do kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. and it's kind of fun because it has kind of that element of like you cannot go every day Mm -hmm. you have to go the days that they're open And it makes it a little bit more exciting. It helps us just because, excuse me, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that takes so long Mm -hmm. that, but yeah, occasional is kind of like what that is. And I think it was bigger in the cities. Like I knew a lot more stores that did it like that. And then we were just like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to make it work. And there was a lot of people in the beginning that just were had no idea how that would function yeah. how we could like sustain only being open because when we first opened we were only four days a month mm-hmm. so it was mm-hmm. like crazy to people how we could make that work and it really did we had a ton of people that would come and then we expanded our store I want to say we were in like going on our third year. We actually doubled our square footage and then we started being open twice a month just Mm -hmm. because that was a lot of store just to sustain on four days. And we did run into a lot of people saying that they felt like they missed us. So we wanted to give people the opportunity, but still kind of stay true to the format of how we wanted everything to run. Right. Well, and as a consumer, like I would know, okay, they're open. So I got to go and things aren't going to stay. So like you're more enough to just buy the, something that you're interested in because you don't know if when you come back, it's going to be available. There's limited amount of things, the availability, like when do you know you can get back in the store? It's not just open for the next day. Yes. And that's kind of the big thing too for us. So a huge component is we do painted furniture and we sell a ton of painted furniture Mm And the biggest thing that we kind of explain to people is we are the ones painting it. Mm -hmm. So it may seem crazy that we're only open so many days, but when we're not, Denise always likes to joke that she's at home in her pajamas watching Netflix (laughs) or listening to a crime show 
painting furniture. And it is true. Probably mm-hmm. 90% of the time, that's what you'll find her. She loves an afternoon nap. Like, it is very cool. But Sign we, me up. Yeah. <laughs> I love DIY. I love decor. Yes. Love naps. <laughs> yeah. So she, like, we are doing a lot, like, while we're not open. So I do think that there's some... Um, misconception with that but it's true too because we can only paint so much furniture Mm -hmm. so I think like last month we sold 24 pieces of furniture so when we sell 24 like not only is the store empty but then we also need to like recuperate that because Mm -hmm. it is just um, myself my mother and then my sister Sam works with us too it's just us Doing yeah. the grind. Yeah. I was going to say, what I love is when you walk in, like everything that you look at for the most part, you can buy. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, you make a, that store is full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. We try to, I always feel like certain times it feels like bare to us, but yeah. I know as like a customer, it feels full. So, but yeah, no, it definitely, it was kind of interesting when we first opened, but now I just can't even picture it being any other way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exciting. That's cool. Um, okay. So then now let's talk about like the interior designing side of things or interior decorating side of things. So I know you do a friend of ours or maybe you have done a friend of ours. Kate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she listens to the podcast too. Just not in the car with her kid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so you, you've decorated like her house before. And so kind of talk about like that process and like how you got started in that side of things. Well, Kate's a really like great example of a client because what I always go into a client's home thinking is that you have to be realistic of price points because everybody's going to have a different budget that they want to work with. Also, a lot of our clients really enjoy decor. Mm -hmm. So it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily that somebody needs us to come in and like take care of every little corner, do every little thing. And that's totally how Kate is. Kate is a very like trendy gal. She's really good at DIY. She just kind of wanted to just see like what someone else would think of this space Mm -hmm. or how someone else might work the space. And so for a client like that, it's great because I go in and I walk the space, talk about the functionality, talk about things that could change. We provide a design, um, board is kind of what you could call it where different things to think about for each space and then that client can kind of decide okay I'm comfortable running with that design board and I'm gonna do it I'm gonna put it together I'm gonna go look out and then it's great because they come into the store and they are looking for that wall piece we talked about or something so we'll start with some of it and then the client will kind of take off from there which is really great and I know not a lot of designers work like that. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of designers that like you call, this is the package that you're going to buy. You mm-hmm. have to spend a certain amount and that's kind of, it's just kind of black and white with that. And I just kind of like to do what every client needs. Um, in terms of getting into it, it was just kind of one of those, I feel like anything in business, like one person asks you if it's something that you yeah. would be interested in doing. And it was something that I kind of dabbled with in the beginning. And now I do it a lot. So I would say um, I'm constantly kind of working with different people. And some are really extensive where it's a ton of stuff that we're working on. 
Um, we have some new build projects where we help them pick lighting, flooring, everything. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like talk That's about plans. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like where it's something like that. And then I have a lot of clients that we go in right after their new build is done and it's a blank slate and they want to know like, here's what I already own. I'd love to use it and then add new, but they just don't want to do it themselves because your mind is like, oh, I'm going to set that up just how I did at my last house. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to have somebody else look at it. So, but like now Kate, she, we worked on a couple things at her house and then now I'll just get text messages about like, this area that she worked on and that because she wants to show me, get my opinion. She's proud because she did it herself. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just really, I really enjoy it. But I do know that the way we do it is a little bit different compared to some other businesses. And I don't know if it's more formal. I mean, I consider it to be a pretty um, legitimate part of our business. I just like to be flexible with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is almost probably better for the consumer anyways because mm-hmm. – they're not feeling pressured into like that put in a box to like, yeah. this is what your parameter, like you can't go out. Well, of it. and I think too, like, I think a lot of your listeners are going to be like new homeowners. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the realistic thought that you could drop a couple grand on bringing a designer in is probably not the average person's situation. Yeah. So I think that when you have a little bit more flexibility in your way that you do it, I always like to feel like, I'm helping, I'm directing, but then at the same time, like I'm not going to charge you for something that I really think that you can do because I also know it's important that, because I want you to take that money and I want you to put it somewhere else. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. not that, you know, but I I mean, I have some clients that we do a lot for, which is great too, but I like to just be available for everybody, Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. is the best way. When did that come about? So you started with the store and then when did you decide to go into like actually going into their homes and designing? Um, I want to say probably the first time we did it, we were open maybe like a year. Mm -hmm. Oh, and was it like a one off where you're like, oh, yeah, we can try this. And then you didn't know that you were going to add it as a business model or. Yeah, I would say my honest was that. I didn't know if someone would pay me to do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's like, some imp- or, um, imposter syndrome. Right yeah. There? Like, it was kind of one of those that I knew I could do it, but it was just like, what do you charge someone? Right. What do you, how do you do it? Will people actually pay me to do it? And things like that. So I think there was some learning curve with that part of it, but I always felt like, it was something I could do. So my actual, my undergrad is in fashion, fashion merchandising. So I actually went to college in Miami. So I have an arts degree Mm -hmm. and it's kind of funky because I went to school with a lot of girls that got an interior design degree. And like looking back now, I probably would have went that route, but I was 20 and (laughs) so thought I was going to actually, I thought I was going to open a bridal salon is what I always wanted to do. Mm. So I got more of the fashion element of it, but it was just one of those that, yeah, like I knew I could do it. I just didn't know what the functionality would be of Mm -hmm. it. So yeah, I could not imagine you owning a bridal sh- salon. No, no. Come on. Why not? I don't know. What would would the salon be like? like apparel or like makeup and hair? No, it would would be be like dresses. Okay. You probably cannot picture that because 99% of the time you see me in sweats and a messy bun. (laughs) And to be honest, like that's where I thrive. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why 
interior design is so great because I am a very hands-on person. I am not kind of just like, I mean, anybody that knows me, if I see someone moving a table, I have to pick up the other side. And so most of the time when you do that, you have to be in sweat. (laughs) You're just being prepared. (laughs) Yeah. So I love it because I'll load my car up and I get to be in casual clothes and I get to just go in and do what I love. Uh-huh. And yeah, so probably that's why. Because I'd have to be yeah. like so formal every day, <laughs> which I love. Don't get me wrong. I love a good yeah. glam squad moment. But my day-to-day, yeah, like my day-to-day is I thrive in sweatpants. Yeah. So. I, but it's so funny because like you're also like one of the most glamorous people that I know. That's true. Like yeah. whenever I need like advice on like a designer item, I'm like, I just have to ask Jess about this. Mm-hmm. Like when I was going to buy my Louis, yeah. I text you. I'm like, okay, what's the difference? What should I buy? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no definitely when you, I know like I just, I mean, we're not like, I, we've never really hung out, yeah. but I know who you are. Like we're, we have each other on Facebook. And so yeah. anytime I see you, I know you're getting dressed up like you, your sister, your mom, like getting dressed up. I know that you guys are just going to go to the nines and just like, totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I always joke that like I love sweatpants so much that I wonder sometimes when people see like my photos because I'm a huge photography person. Mm-hmm. I will take any opportunity to have a professional photographer <laughs> anywhere. And so I'm always like, I wonder if people realize like, hey, is that her? <laughs> just because I just, you know, I just I love to be in. I shouldn't say sweatpants. I do. I'm more of a yoga pants girl which I do think is a little bit more professional than sweats <laughs> but I generally am gonna have no hair messy bun I get the thing. most done when I get to work from home and I don't have to get mm-hmm. ready and all I need to do is like make a cup of coffee and yeah. sit in my living room or kitchen and do like you know answer emails and do that I get so much more done than waking up and having to take an hour to get ready yeah. for the day mm-hmm. and then go in and then for what why does someone need to see me looking good I always tell people like my appearance is not a reflection of my design <laughs> because like I said, and we're really like doing everything. So I always feel like no job is like too big or too small. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we're really known for is we do Christmas installs, which that is probably mm-hmm. a part of my business that I never thought would actually happen. That was going to be one of my next yeah, questions. Yeah. Like, people have us come in and put up their Christmas mm-hmm. and we do some elaborate Christmases. I mean, but I don't know if you are, you know what flocking is, but flocking is when a tree has all of that white snow on it. So that sounds miserable. Yes. And once you've been flocked, you can't be unflocked. So you literally (laughs) have to like wear clothing that, you know, you may or may not get those clothes back because it's just like once it comes out of the box and then God forbid, if my client ordered a new tree, then it's even worse the first time. And so it's just one of those that, yeah, like you have to be, we're like fluffing trees from underneath and doing all that, that we just, we love our sweats. Mm -hmm. I have no shame in my game. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget the first time. I don't, it probably wasn't like the first time you guys decorated it, but, um, Snell's Christmas tree for fire and ice that one year. Yeah. It's, it was like this 20 foot tall Christmas tree or something. I don't know. This thing was huge. Yeah. It's 12, but oh. it should feel 20. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's how good we do it. You yeah. think it's 20. Feet. I'm barely five foot tall and I'm like looking up. I'm like, oh, that's the biggest Christmas tree I've ever seen. Well, and in all honesty, shout out to Melissa Bradley. She is kind of like where we even got the idea to do Christmas. She was the very first person that was like, 
would you do our Christmas tree? She'd come into the store. She knew kind of like what we did, what was our avenue. And Mm -hmm. she was the very first place to ask us to do her tree. And we've done it every year since. And that's been probably six years. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't think we did it our first year that we were open. So I'm trying to think because, yeah, it would have been like right before fire and ice. And I Mm -hmm. cannot recall when what year I had gotten involved with that. I feel like. You do a lot of businesses and I know I've seen like, now I know I'm like, oh yeah, I like going to Nola Bell and I see like the fun ceiling yeah. stuff. I've, you've given me inspiration where I was like, I want to do this in the, in Ch- at Chankaska and yeah. we've like thought about doing it, but just like never pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. But like, I, I see that and it looks so cool. Just like doing some business businesses, yep. doing like homes. I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. You do a lot of porch pots like in the winter time too, don't you? Yeah. So I don't physically do them, but I work with a lot of local companies where mm-hmm. I'm helping my clients like design them. And then we use actually Greenwald's greenhouse. It's this tiny little nursery in Waterville where I grew up. They do a lot. So it's great. Like once you kind of get on their client list, then they just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. So my clients that like had porch pots. Yeah. Now Greenwald's went and did all their florals. So the pots stay oh, and then they cool. plant all their awesome. summer stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's really great. But yeah, I mean, you guys should think about it because we could do some bomb stuff out I there. Know. But the biggest thing is too, is that, so we have some repeat and then we have some that we just do the initial design and like NOLA. So what we did when we worked with them is that we talk about what the budget needs to be, what areas need to be done. We did it year one, the install. Now they do it. So it's not something that they're paying us every year to come back. Mm -hmm. We just did their first initial. And so like the hanging is just like all together. So they leave that. Yeah. So we did like the first. So it's kind of like, it's like anything in life. You have your investment year where Mm -hmm. we're going to kind of design it do it and then they install it now and then mm-hmm. we've done like um there's a couple of banks that we've worked with mm-hmm. same thing close. we went and did it and then now they just kind of like replicate the look mm-hmm. snell always comes has us come back but that's a little bit more of like a kinship i've been friends with uh Melissa for a long time Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a kinship to us too. It's our very first one that we ever did. So we always make it a point to do that one, but there's a lot of businesses that it is. And same thing with houses. We'll have people that have us come out and, and I have no problem. I'll have clients that are just like, I want you to come out and do it. And then I'm going to replicate it next year. Mm -hmm. And that's never like a knock to me. Like I'm not like, Oh shoot, we're not going to go back. I love it because I always think, like there's a way to use your stuff that you had. And then when you're done with it, I know you'll call me because I was a good business to work with. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that there's some importance with just being realistic. But yeah, we should talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we should do some Christmas up here. I knew we should record it at Chancasca today. I know. <laughs> I know. We'll work for wine. <laughs> All you got to say. <laughs> Jane's already said yes then. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay. So can we talk a little bit about like the transition between or from doing weddings to what whimsy came? Like what finally made you decide to like stop doing wedding Wedding. decor? So honestly, where it came from is so Denise 
she retired. A lot of people do not know this about her, but she was a probation officer for like 18 years. Huh. So, yeah. I don't think I even knew She that. like put people in jail. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, no, she, her background is in probation. So, she, um, she's probably going to be mad at me because I don't know officially. She's got her undergrad in probation and she's got her master's in public administration, I think. And so she kind of like went where she wanted to go with her probation. The job had kind of changed. So she did decide that, you know, maybe this is just not for me. And so right kind of in that transition, um, she started to work for a place up in the cities and she just kind of painted furniture, saw what it was like. And at the time I was doing weddings full time and I decided that I had always wanted my master's. And so I kind of felt like if I ever had to go into the job force and get a real job, that's what I always call it, <laughs> that I would want to have that education. And since I was young, um, didn't have any kids, I decided perfect time, I'm going to get my master's. So I went and got my master's in marketing. And right as I graduated, Denise was like, I think we should open a store. Like we can do this. And in my mind, I was thinking, yeah, that's great. Like, I'll help my mom with her little side project (laughs) and I'll do the books because she sucks at math. (laughs) And it was just going to be kind of like an occasional thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just going to was going to rock my wedding business and then help my mom work with her and do this store. Well, I had no idea that it would take off the way that it did. Mm -hmm. I did weddings with the store solid full time. I did both for two years. And anybody that's in the wedding industry knows that it takes a lot to be Mm. in the wedding industry. Then I was also discovering it takes a lot to be in the home decor industry. (laughs) And it just something had to give. Mm -hmm. And kind of like we talked about earlier, like I was just ready to like not be taking down a ceiling at midnight on a Saturday night. And I was just getting a little, not that I'm old, but it's getting a little bit older. And it's just getting old, like doing it. It's just, I had done it. So my mom owned a wedding business before I did. So I just found this out as we were like prepping. I didn't know that. Yeah. So my mom kind of like the store, like did it for a couple of people. Everybody loved it. She's like, you know what? While she was in probation, I'm going to do this as a side project. Mm -hmm. She needed something happy. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. probably <laughs> yeah, like something that wasn't putting people. Yeah, in jail. <laughs> well, especially because her caseload was if I if I'm having it correctly, it was like sex offenders and mm, high and shit. Yeah, like just shit that yes, you That's needed. And TikTok was not available then, so you had to like pass <laughs> find new outlets. <laughs> yeah, you had to. I don't think Pinterest was involved at that Ooh. point, which that just says how old we are. Well, I was gonna say because. It, it was imagination at work, yeah. right? I feel like that was that the name was, of her business. Yes. Because, oh my God, I'm not going to remember. Because she was still doing it in 2013, right? Was it 20? 2013, I think, was her last year. That's what I thought. Because I graduated. So it was kind of one of these things that, yeah. So she did a couple, and then it was like every year she just did more. Mm-hmm. And it was great because I was about 
13 when she started. So by the time I was like 14, 15, it was perfect. I had a built-in summer job. Mm-hmm. I literally would go to a wedding. I would work. I would ask my mom how much money I had earned for the day. <laughs> this is also going to be another old card. And I would ask her to take me to Hollister, which was in River Hills. <laughs> and I would blow every dollar. And most of the time I had a IOU that I needed to work off the next weekend. And so we just did that. I did that all through high school with her. I moved to Miami. My parents thought I would never come back. They always thought I was going to be this big city girl. Mm -hmm. And I did too. I had no intention of coming back. And I just realized that I love my family. I could not be that far away. It was just like a different lifestyle. It was great because I was young. Miami is a a lifestyle. (laughs) It was hard. Like it was fun. I always tell people I lived there the best years of my life that Mm -hmm. one should live in Miami and then you should come home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very true. (laughs) Then you should come home. And so I came like all of a sudden one day I would, I would actually fly up here and there to help her. So Mm -hmm. any weekend that she had, because she was still doing probation at this point, Mm -hmm. any weekend. I mean, this girl would do like four weddings in a weekend. And she, it was awesome because she hired all my friends. Yeah. So I'd come back and they were all my high school friends that were now in college. We were all working for my mom. And so I'd fly back if she had really busy weekends. And all of a sudden, like one weekend I flew back and I was like, I think I want to do this. Like I want to come home. I love weddings. Mm -hmm. So bless her heart. She was going to be done because it was a lot to have her full-time job and do that. And so she extended her season a year knowing that I would want to take it on. Mm -hmm. So she extended a year. And then when I came back, I technically worked like with her clients for a year and a half. And then that's when I started my own. Mm -hmm. So, um, cause I remember the transition between yep. imagination to Everly Lace. Yeah. So that was kind of how it happened. And it was just like a great way to just like be mine. Mm-hmm. Anybody that has like a family business or works with their family or something like mm-hmm. you're so grateful for what your family has built for you. But there's also that moment of like, I need my own, mm-hmm. like I need to feel like I'm doing this. I didn't not necessarily want to be her shadow, but I wanted to be my own identity in the wedding industry. And that was kind of the transition. So then it started to that. So when it transitioned, did yep. was it like her company had clients that ended up transitioning to, to um, Everly Lace? So, so how was- I did it was I worked a full calendar year under her mm-hmm. imagination at work, all of her clients. And then any new clients I met with, I just kind of explained the situation and then they all just went under that. So it was about a year Mm -hmm. that I kind of like took her clients and Mm -hmm. did hers. She like watched everything to make sure I knew like what the hell I was doing (laughs) and trusted. And so we did some joint and, um, and then that's like right about, I think she worked in probation like two years after that. And then she, I guess so-and-so like retired Mm -hmm. from probation Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, then we, did the whole story of whimsy and then it just ended up being so busy that I just had to like call it a day. And it was really hard because I, especially working with my mom, I had so many people that it's like, you did my cousin, you did my sister. And there's four girls in the family. And so I found myself in like this awkward like period of like transition Mm -hmm. and really wanting to kind of move on 
with my next phase of my life, but also really loving all of the families. I'm sure you girls get involved. Like Mm -hmm. when you plan somebody's wedding, like you are not just like someone they hire, like you're their freaking sister by the Mm -hmm. end of it. And so it's hard when that person calls and they're just like, Oh, my daughter's getting married. Like the moment that I finally was just like, I'm not taking one more wedding Mm -hmm. was so challenging, but it was kind of great because I did it slowly And Mm -hmm. then people understood like then my clients became my new clients because now they had a home. So they Mm -hmm. were shopping at my new phase of my life. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of started, I think, to spread the word. A lot of people that I worked with just started like asking me, are you taking more weddings? Should I be giving your name out? (laughs) And finally, I just had to say no. Like I just am ready. And so it is just, you know, that was kind of like how it all happened, I guess. So. I mean, okay, so when you said my big girl job, or are you talking yeah, about that? I still feel that way. How do you, time. but how cool that I'm figuring out that it's always been self-employed. Like you're as, yeah. as big girl jobs, I feel like you've never worked under someone really. I mean, your so, mom, but. Yeah, I would say like every job that I've had, I guess technically would be considered like entry level. So I worked all through college for Banana Republic mm-hmm. on South Beach, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> and um, then when I moved home, I worked for New York and Company. It was actually how I met Marissa. I was just going to oh, say, yeah. like, didn't she work there yeah. too? Yeah. So we were both like doing the grind. We were pretty young at the time. And look at us now. We both have businesses. Yeah. And yeah, so otherwise, like, reta- I've always worked retail. I've never waitress. So yeah. I always tell people I would be a terrible waitress. <laughs> I just have always worked in retail. And so I did that. And then, yeah, like, literally... When I graduated college, I moved home. I technically worked under Denise for a year. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, I've been self-employed since then. That's like a boss move. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's cool. So, yeah. So my husband always likes to joke that I couldn't enter the workforce because <laughs> I'm so used to like just doing my own thing. Yeah. But no, it, it, yeah, it's been like the biggest blessing mm-hmm. to be able to do that. I think anybody that's self-employed also understands it's like the biggest curse at the same time because it's really hard to shut your job off. But like having my baby was a prime example. Like I don't do daycare. I literally drag him everywhere I can. And then I work at nights when my husband's not working. I work while he's sleeping. But I just have him all the time till probably he's too old and is into everything. But right now that's the plan. But like, think of how many other like moms that had to go back to work after so long, like they're probably so envious that you have to spend all this time with your child because you're never going to get those, those days back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of him, it was kind of like, so Ryan and I, we found out right away what we were going to have in my entire life. I thought I wanted a girl like forever, especially doing what I've done. I was in yeah. weddings. Now I'm at home. And my mom and I, the dynamic, we always tell people that like we fight hard, but we love harder. Mm-hmm. Like you will probably at some point see us scream at each other. But it's yeah. like she says what I she needs to say. I say what I need to say and we move on. But we yell at each other. We argue. It is not roses every time we turn around. But I love that dynamic. So all I could think about is like that's Having what me. I want. Who's going to work whimsy now when I'm not working whimsy anymore? And so it was just one of those that I wanted to have a girl so bad. But then we found out we were having a boy and it, it really like my friends all were like being a boy mom is so great. 
And it really is. I love it. But now when I have to lift furniture, I say to myself, someday Rowdy will just lift all the furniture. Hey, there we <laughs> yeah. go. So, I do think um, your dad needed a boy in his life, though. I do, too. My husband yeah. talked it up so much. My They just love every part of it. So it's kind of funny. We Ryan's dad is gifting us a golf cart. But it's like, it's not our golf cart. It's Rowdy's golf cart. (laughs) This baby is four months old. And I'm just like, well, okay. It's Rowdy's (laughs) yeah, golf cart. So no, he did. So I think, and I really like, even just on a total tangent, like I, with what I do every day, like I see such a need in like trades and stuff. And I like, as much as I love my education and stuff like that, like I would love for him to like be a carpenter or build cabinets or like something like that. Electrician. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, your dad is always doing something. Like the night of your wedding, we all got thrown into this house because it was tornadoing outside. I like to call it a monsoon, but yes. (laughs) I got, I escaped with very minimal drops in my hair. It was kind of nice. But your dad was like literally up on a ladder fixing lights quick. And then yeah. the next day he's fixing toilet seats. Yeah. Two toilet seats broke at our wedding. Is that not bizarre? Like cracked, like right in the front. What? They've lived in that house for 15 years and not one toilet seat's ever been broken. We get married, wake up the next day and they're both of them are broken, cracked right in the front. It was the bizarrest thing. It's crazy. And then who cracks the toilet seat? doesn't say anything. So if you're listening <laughs> on this, two toilet seats. They went to the next one and didn't say, what? Yeah. Like, if you're listening out there, like, we want someone to confess. Somebody knows who did this. I have no idea. I was, there was actually a mini earthquake, and that's what it was, <laughs> yeah. and we just don't know. Like, yeah, it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, I know my dad needed a boy, but... Hopefully he teaches them all the things. Yeah. And it'll come in handy for the business. I think so too. Yeah, I think so. When I'd love to have some like custom furniture built, he Uh could learn. There's all these things. By that time when he can do that, the transition and changes that the business will already have. Yeah. He'll find his little spot. Um, Do you find that there's a lot of struggles with like within like whimsy and weathered and like just like that whole decorating, decorating like the whole scene? Or industry. The whole industry. Uh, As a whole, I feel like there's definitely some challenges. The biggest challenge is probably like quality over price point. I was going to say like, because we have Mm -hmm. have a Hobby Lobby in town. Like how is like that compared to, I'll be honest, I do shop at Hobby Lobby on occasion if I need something really quick. But the stuff is always broken. Like I've bought in four card boxes. It's kind of like... I always say as a business owner, like I have a love hate with Amazon. I love it because I am in many situations that I need something really quick, Mm -hmm. but I also hate the idea of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of how I feel about Hobby Lobby. Like I understand it and I know that there is a time in your life that Hobby Lobby is your jam. But I think the hardest part is like, so a lot of people don't know this and it's super weird and I never learned it until I went to market. So how it works is we go to market once a year and that's when we purchase 
all of the products that we're going to carry for the year. Mm -hmm. And I never knew this, but they will actually warn us. And there's a lot of places that will say you can't take any pictures. And because it's people get hired by places like Hobby Lobby to come in and photograph what all these companies are making. And then they go back and they make them for cheaper. Mm -hmm. So they're not the same thing. The what they're made out of is not the same. The quality is not there. But to the eye, there is going to be some people that they think it's the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing more painful as a business owner to have somebody come in and be like, oh, I saw that at Hobby Lobby. And I want to so bad be like, no, it's not the same. Like, I guarantee you it's different. It just looks the same until you pick it up and you understand what it Mm -hmm. is. And so I think that is the biggest challenge I just as a whole and I'm sure it is with any business small business that owns like what they would consider quality goods Mm -hmm. so I'm Mm -hmm. sure like Marissa at Grafe I'm sure for her there's places that you can buy a t-shirt that people are like yeah but it's five dollars here and you're thirty five dollars there is a difference in that product Mm -hmm. it's maybe not to the eye and I think that is kind of what I feel and then social media like TikTok is the biggest like dupe 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 everywhere (laughs) and i just think that some dupes are great i am not innocent in the dupe game like there are things that i have duped and i think they're great but there's a lot of things that there's what it looks like in a picture or in a video that somebody presents to you Mm -hmm. and then physically what it is in person and i think anybody that's is trying, I'm trying to sell things to people. We as a business, as whimsy, I want to sell you something that when you look back in a year, it's not wrecked or broken Mm -hmm. or ruined or, and so when you're in that initial moment, if you're holding a wooden tray and there's a $40 price difference, like in your mind, of course you're like, but this one is $40 less. Right. But the odds are is that that tray is going to warp or do something funky mm-hmm. because the quality is not there. And I think that even just from other businesses that do what we do, I think that's probably the biggest struggle is just not quite understanding where some of it is. I mean, it's like fast fashion. In a okay. Way. That's in my head this whole time. Yeah. I've been waiting to yeah. like put my little thing in there and be like, yeah. to be like devil's advocate. Yeah. We're like a hundred percent know that your the level of quality that you're getting is from Amazon, Hobby Lobby, all the box stores yeah. is down. But there is like fast fashion, like in the decor industry where you yeah. know that like, I might want this now, but like I might get rid of it next year when it's out of, out of yep. style. And I actually don't need it as much quality yep. to Well, and that's kind of like what I always tell people. That's why, like when you come into Whimsy, like we do not carry every little type of product. Mm -hmm. And when people ask me certain things, because I like have no problem being like, oh, just go get that from Michael's. Like ribbon. We don't carry ribbon Mm -hmm. because for us to buy ribbon, it's actually expensive. Now, is it nice ribbon? Of course. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I truly as a designer don't know if somebody's going to know the difference between Michael's ribbon and right. the ribbon that I could sell you. So I just don't even get in mm-hmm. that avenue. I send people to Michael's because yeah. I know that there's a time and a place for it. And those places are going to buy in bulk and get, you yeah. know, at least somewhat more of a deal that make it more worth it for them. Yes. But it's almost like it is like fashion in a way, but like, Anybody that owns good shoes or a good suit or something like that, like there are parts that it's worth Mm -hmm. the investment. And I think it's just like 
unless you're in the industry, it's hard sometimes to explain like where that line is. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of the biggest challenge with my clients scale, a lot of people do not know scale. Yes. That seems like huge because I don't even know if I understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is good because you just bought a house. Yeah. So Cynthia's moving next week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know in my head, I'm like, we should just collab on something. Yeah. (laughs) So can you decorate my new farmhouse? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you do manual labor. Will you help (laughs) me with my walls? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, well, speaking of, we can touch on that because we do do a lot of in-store, but the biggest thing is scale. So I feel like when you look at a picture, Mm -hmm. you're, you just moving. Mm -hmm. I bet you have a Pinterest board, Instagram, you should, yeah. or you will. No, I have a Pinterest board already. At some, yeah, <laughs> at some point. And you're going to have all this stuff. And if you're like me, it's unrealistic Pinterest board. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, you would think I was like Lisa Vanderpump <laughs> based on my <laughs> Pinterest board. And so there's, like, the how do I take that, those pictures, mm-hmm. get into a realistic price point yep. for us. And, and a location of, like, where you're putting it yeah. in the mm-hmm. space. And so it's just the biggest thing, like, my biggest example I always use is like your entry table. A lot of people have like, they call it a console table. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to put a mirror above it. Mm -hmm. Most people should buy a mirror that's 36 inches, but everybody buys a mirror that's like 24 inches because you go and the mirror that's 36 might be like $300 more than the one that's 24. So it's hard not to convince yourself Mm -hmm. that you should go with that. But what happens is you bring that mirror home, you put it up, it's way too small. Mm-hmm. So then you say to yourself, "That's I'll just get a vase to go next to the mirror. <laughs> then you'll get the vase and you're like, well, I got to put something in it. So you got to get something put in the vase. Then now the other side doesn't feel like it has enough. So then you're going to get something else, maybe a lamp for the other side. So in total, you have spent the $300 that you should have just got the 36-inch mirror from the beginning. Yeah. I feel like you're looking into my soul right now because yeah. the same exact thing happened to me. Yeah. And it happens to everybody. And we're all guilty of it. I've yeah. been there. And I, so I think that's like the biggest, like when clients walk in mm-hmm. and they're like, what would you do here? It's always tough because I want to be very respectful of people's budgets, Mm -hmm. but I also just want to be frank. Yeah. And I just want to say, if you cannot buy the 36 inch mirror now, that's cool. Come back in two months and get it because you will not like what Mm -hmm. the 24 inch one looks like. Mm -hmm. You're going to somewhere try to make that happen. And so I think that's the biggest thing. So when you look at your house, just remember. Bigger is better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always say it's kind of like the fact, like we keep going back to fashion, but maybe because that's my background. But mm-hmm. it's like when they say like, you know, when you walk out, like just put one more piece of jewelry on. It's kind of like that with mm-hmm. like when you look at a rug and you're like, oh, but the eight, eight by 10 will be fine. No, the nine by 12 is what you should get. Yeah. Just, I was just thinking about this too. Like I, for our basement, for our current house, I bought like one of the really long ones and I was like, Oh, I could do smaller. Like it doesn't have to be that long, but I was like, nah, it should probably just end up being like the full length. Yes. And I bought that. Now I actually have no idea where I'm going to put it in the new house. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) But um, I'm looking at our kitchen and I'm like, okay, I need to buy, like there's one long, it's like a galley kitchen. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I need to just get one that goes from the whole length. Yes. (laughs) 
oops, on the one side because like the stove and the sink are on the same yeah. side instead of doing like two small two ones. Two small like, ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I just need to do a super long one. But I was thinking about it today. I was like, should I do a super long one or do I just put two small ones in front of those two locations? It's a lot to think about. Yeah. I would say like do the long one, mm-hmm. but, and there's always the other part too that I work with with clients is that go in phases. Mm-hmm. So say to yourself in this house, I'm going to live with certain things for mm-hmm. now. So if it's cheaper for you to go to Target and just buy two rugs right now because the kitchen is not your main focus, mm-hmm. like it's fine to do that. Like by no means do a lot of people walk in and do their entire house right. all at once. Do I want to? Boy, oh, do I want to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, oh, house, I know. my house has been in phase one since 2018. <laughs> Girl, if you get us two over there. Yeah. <laughs> It's well, I know because my husband and I, we are going to build on family land Mm -hmm. and I'm already like, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need this. And like, there's the budget that I've kind of like said, this is what we're going to build for. Yeah. And then I also feel like I need to prepare my husband like, but then we have to furnish this house and (laughs) then that's another thing. And so, yeah, that's probably like challenge wise scale because we've all been there. We've all done it. And it's terrible. And especially as you get older, Megan, start investing in really great staple pieces. Mm-hmm. I've been trying. You should. My whole house has <laughs> florals and vases you know, and trays from whimsy to weathered already. <laughs> it'll it'll keep on transitioning because like, you know, you've I feel like in the last like year or two, you've gone with clothing, spending on, you know, yes. good stuff way too much money yes you spend a lot of money but like i you know, basically own stock and grape clothing <laughs> that's okay <laughs> but like it's starting there so like doing yeah. the same yeah. thing with some decorations well too. it and it totally and is i feel like it's like the phase of your life mm-hmm. and so you're gonna go through phases like i have clients that i don't know how many times people have been like i'm in the lego phase I have Legos. I have oh, little I was like, kids. What does that she mean? doesn't have kids, so she doesn't <laughs> yeah, know. Maybe. So Legos are when you have <laughs> yeah. Legos, and there is no good way to store Legos, oh. and there is no good way to look at Legos. Mm-hmm. And so there's just some parts of your life, and I always feel like, isn't it in Sex in the City when she's like, "I'm cheating on fashion with home"? De- Remember when she redoes her apartment? I like she's cheating a- on one of them, where she's like, "Well, I can't, I can't spend money on fashion." Because I'm redoing my apartment. Mm-hmm. It, there's something like, I don't recall the moment, but. I've only watched like the series like here and there or like on the airplane or like every once in a while. You have not watched all of the Sex in the City and you I, own Christian Louboutins. It's like a crime. I own Christian Louboutins <laughs> because go home you tonight. are my friend and Marissa's my friend. Oh my gosh. You want to hear the saddest part too now that we're on a tangent? Yes. Uh, post-pregnancy, mine currently do not fit right now. Okay. Oh, I will be no. over this afternoon yet and <laughs> Wait, I will come take them off your hands. With or like do you think that like, with, your lip I think actually got bigger? I, it's, I just have to be like swollen. And if anybody or anybody out there wants to buy, they run tight. And they run narrow. What size are you? Uh, I think, what did I tell you I bought? Like a 37. What are yours? Isn't that like the same size? Mine might be in my office, but I don't remember. Okay, last week. Because you have one pair. Yeah. I'm up to three. Yeah, I got I the, the hot chick 100 millimeter black. Yes. Last week, Megan said that she'd never buy them again. But here we are one week later. <laughs> I have one My feet pair. have recovered. My, but you have, you have some really cute ones. Like your booties are Okay, adorable. so that was, those were my like 
Jessica, your old now shoes <laughs> because I bought. Why well, should I say Louis. <laughs> Like I've always wanted them. Like going to fashion. So I always joke. Like I went to Miami to fashion school, and you were one of two people. You either were like me. I came from a small town. Didn't really know a lot of designers, but always had a love for fashion. Or because it was Miami, there was a lot of international students. Most of the international students came from wealth because they were sending their kids to college overseas. And so I saw like girls my age carrying things I had never seen before. And so those were one of them. And I just always like wanted them so bad. Mm -hmm. And for my 30th, I was supposed to have this awesome party and my birthday was, is May 4th and COVID I think was like, it was right after your wedding. Like we barely made it. I came flying by in my little red car with sparklers. Yeah. It went, so it went from like this huge, (laughs) awesome party Mm -hmm. to like no party and like drive by on my deck. Mm -hmm. And so I did the same thing on my COVID birthday. Yeah. Right before you. Wasn't it supposed to be like bad prom? Yes. Well, it was like that, but like the theme, there was, I know there was like tacos because Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. But yeah, it was going to be like, I was dying to do bad prom. And so my family, they're so gracious that they took like what they would have spent on a party and bought like things that I always wanted. Uh And so the shoes were one of them. And so I sort to God, I've only worn those shoes one time. (laughs) I just look at them because... I used to go clubbing way more than I should have when I lived in Miami. I wore shoes that I can't even look at anymore. <laughs> like, like, like Charlotte Russe shoes. Yeah. Oh, with but like you the know, like so thin. Yeah. Like how my feet didn't fall off. Right. I have no idea. So that's kind of what I think of these shoes. Like they're such like a kinship to me that I would never get rid of them. But I'm too old to wear them. <laughs> so then I bought boots because yeah. I'm never too old for boots. Yeah. <laughs> so now yeah. I have really cute little ankle booties that are a great investment and they're age appropriate. Age appropriate. I, the fact I that like we them. say that. We have to say that. I remember when you got them, you well, sent I mean, me we a live photo. in Minnesota. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like we have a ton of opportunities. Actually, I think the one time I actually wore them was in Mississippi to an awesome steakhouse and there was cobblestone outside. Ooh, so Ryan's like, choice. why are you hanging on to me so tight? And I'm like, if you're going to fucking my, fall over, yeah, like, have you seen my shoes? It was one of those that I like walked up and down in the hotel room on carpet. And I was like, I got this. <laughs> I got out on cobblestone and I was like, Mm-mm. nope, nope, nope. Not today. They look so Not pretty in today. my closet. <laughs> Oh, I have no idea where we started with that, though. I don't know. Part of me, this is bringing me back, though, to the time that you found Jimmy Choo's in the Lost and Found at Chancasket. And then they came back and claimed them. I was like, I claimed them. I said, if no one comes back for these, they are fucking mine because they're my size and they were gold. And I love gold. Yeah. And I was so excited. And then, of course, the next day, no one's going to not come back for some Jimmy Choo's. Yeah. Well, you're not married, right? No. Well. I always feel like the best time to buy a first pair of designer shoes is on Ooh. your wedding. So maybe put a little. And Jimmy Choo does some great wedding shoes. Ooh. I looked at them, but I ended up buying Louis Vuittons. Didn't I? And then I didn't even wear them. <laughs> really? I have worn them in my credit, but no, because it was so rainy. Oh, yeah. That I was just like, well, hell this. I'm not going to wreck these shoes. Yeah. So I didn't wear them. Okay. Oh, my gosh. 
so I, now that, cause we've talked about your wedding a lot and like yeah. I was there, so I personally got to experience it and it was amazing. Incredible. Well, I feel left out here. Talk about it all the time. <laughs> um, but I want you, because obviously we do have a lot of brides that listen. Yeah. I want you to tell everybody how you just Im- survived, yes, embrace, <laughs> survived, embraced, because yeah. I don't think any other bride would have been just how, how you were. No. And honestly, I think I surprised everybody because I would be somebody that is considered extremely type A and especially being in the industry, it's that added pressure of just wanting everything to be perfect. And it just, I don't even know how to describe it. It was kind of one of those that, so the gist of it was, since you didn't attend, I'm sorry, (laughs) is that I had a dream that I always wanted to have like an open concept wedding. Mm -hmm. Most of the time those are in warmer parts of the country, like California. It was August. It should have been warm. Yes. And (laughs) so I, the captain, he built me custom open arbors that chandeliers hung from. And so it was like two sets of arbors on each side with the dance floor in the middle, cafe lighting across it, chandeliers, gorgeous, everything thought of. So about that week, and we were in a drought that yeah. summer. And then Not it rained seriously, all summer we were. Long. Yeah. And so the weather started to look dicey. And I, people asked me if I wanted to switch to a tent. And I just said, like, no. Like, it would never be the wedding that I had done and my dad had built all this stuff mm-hmm. if we put a tent up. And I love tent weddings. It just would not be the same. Mm-hmm. And so I just was like, it'll be God's will. Like he'll never, he won't do this time. <laughs> My husband's like grandma had passed not too long before that. And I'm like, grace would never let that happen to us. <laughs> like it will never rain. And so it was just that I was like positive. I was like, I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to stay positive. Like mm-hmm. nothing can happen. And I think like two days before, Nadine was my maid of honor. She's my best friend. And she even wrote in to, what is the weather guy? Mark Mark Torello. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote in to him and was like, my best friend's getting married on Saturday. (laughs) Please send us positive weather updates. And he sent her like the most basic, like it may or may not rain. We wish you the best response ever. Like there was no way he was going to be caught saying any type of things. And so it was just one of those that I was just like, it's going to be fine. And then it was kind of like it was going to rain Monday mm-hmm. and then it was going to rain Tuesday. Then it was going to rain Wednesday and it never rained. So I was like, well, it's not going to rain Saturday right. now. Like right. they keep just moving it. Mm-hmm. No. So it rains. The Everything's outside. The rehearsal dinner. I did a beautiful like wood tables, wood chairs all outside. Magnolias because my husband's from Mississippi. It we made it, I think, like 20 minutes, 20, maybe an hour. Mm-hmm. It rained. So it's like, all right, the rain's happening today. That's fine. Yeah. But not tomorrow. But not tomorrow. Right. Woke up. Greatest thing I would ever recommend to somebody is we got married at 6 o'clock. Was it 6 o'clock? Well, it was, it was supposed, supposed to be, to be six, 6 o'clock. So you don't even have to start, like, getting ready until, like, noon. Oh, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. fantastic. Like, I didn't even know what to do with myself. I woke up and I was like, I don't have to be at my parents' house for, like, another two hours. So I had coffee, did all the stuff, and I get there, and my dad is the oldest of seven, and so 
there is like if there's a will, there's a way with this family. I look out at one point. My grandfather is out there with a skid loader moving. We had done one of those like DIY wagon like um what is it like a barrel oh yeah poured concrete in it with a huge post that we were going to hang more cafe lights like off the house but it was so heavy we had to move it with a skid loader so my grandpa's out there driving a skid loader all my uncles yeah all my uncles are like putting all the chandeliers up putting the dance floor out and i know everybody's like it's gonna rain it's gonna rain (laughs) we're just not gonna tell her (laughs) and so it's just one of those that like it went really well And then all of a sudden, and I was just calm. I just was like, there's nothing we can do at this point. Yeah, exactly. And I love my photographer, Haley Nelson. She's just one of the top, if you ask me. Haley's a big fan of this podcast. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's like the best of the best. And she got there while we're getting ready. And she's like, so I have this really cool idea if it rains. Now, I don't want it to rain. But if it does rain, (laughs) are you comfortable getting your dress wet? And I, of course, was like, yeah, I think like a little bit, a little bit would be fine. She's like, okay, I brought this really cool light. We can do this moment. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So it's kind of the first time I thought about it. Then I am getting my hair done and Nadine walks in and she's like, so how do you feel about like a five o'clock wedding? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, I think it's going to rain. And so I think that like five would be better than six. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, okay, that's fine. But like we have all these guests coming. So literally Facebook posts, status updates. Oh my God. Trying to get people there messages. I got yes. text messages from three different people and I got a Facebook message from, I don't even know, probably Nate yeah. too, but yeah. Yeah. Just telling everybody like FYI. The wedding's at five now. And this wasn't till like three o'clock. I mean, it was not like a here's plenty of hours Mm -hmm. to like prepare yourself. Yeah. And so we were able to get pictures in and then we went inside and it started to rain. So the guests now are arriving. It's five because it wasn't supposed to rain until six and it's raining outside. It was like a nice light drizzle. At that yeah. Time. It was so we moved to, we were going to do a champagne toast after the ceremony. So we just started serving champagne. Perfect. Yeah. I'd be like, excited about yeah. that. And so, and I'm like hiding in my mom's room looking outside because I'm waiting to like know when we're going to get married. And all of a sudden I was like, well, I guess I can say it. I was like, fuck this. Like, I am not going to hide in this room. Like, the formality of this situation is out the window. Yeah. I'm just going to go out and talk to my guests. Yeah. Like, like, everybody's here. Yeah. Like, everybody knows. So I went out, and I was literally completely fine. And I don't know if she listens to this, but Jackie Boppy, she's a good friend of mine. I walk out, and she's just like, I feel so bad for you and it was like instant waterworks <laughs> yeah like i had been that. fine until she's like i feel so bad for you and then i was like just like starting to cry like i had it it hadn't like hit me like i was uh-huh. like this will be fine so nadine took me back into the bedroom and put wap on she's like just yes. forget about it this is just get a drink just forget about it and then we ended up getting married at six o'clock it just, it actually got sunny. It was about five o'clock actually, because so we got on the shuttle at like four. Oh yeah. O'clock. Mind you, we had like hired shuttles and stuff yeah. to bring people out. Yeah. So we, not, these weren't shuttles. These were like fancy ass fucking cars, like Escalades. Oh yeah. They picked us I up forgot about that. Yeah, uh, Snell, yeah, Snell hooked Snell me up. It. 
Yeah. So we took, because hey. it was me and Mike and Emily and her husband yeah. in one car. And then um, Chloe yeah. and somebody else were in another car. And then there was another car too, I believe. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, we had to call. Like we had hired yeah. like some, some nice guys that do some stuff for them, older guys and do it. But yeah, so I don't even know. So literally we got married and then I'll never forget it. I walked down and Nadine's husband's like, we have about an hour and a half until this is a direct hit. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Hey. He's yeah. like, I don't want to alarm anyone. And I was like, okay, like, thank you. And like the saving grace was that we had done because we got married at six. Mm hmm. We had done just apps. It was going to be mm-hmm. just awesome apps that like came out on the hour. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. hour, like just mashed potato, bar. mashed potato bar, chicken and waffles, mm, like just all it. this great mm-hmm. stuff. Delicious. And so there was no like sit down mm-hmm. part. And so finally, I think and then I had rented these like cold sparks, cold sparks yeah. for the dance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, forget it. Like, just forget it. It's never going to happen. And my uncle Brian, he's just like. If you want it to happen, Jess, it's going to happen. <laughs> and he gets out there and sets them all up. Yep. And literally. We did speeches. We did then- speeches super fast. We did our first dance. And our we had Blue Ringers, who I also love. They played five songs. And all of a sudden, the whole entire sky was black. It wasn't. And it was like 7 p.m. Yeah. It wasn't just like anything. Like that no. was a big evening. Like yeah. I remember it. It was terrible well that was the night that the the porta potties like you had yeah. issues with them in yeah. the tent area yeah. yeah it was we had a tent wedding and a and a event center wedding that yeah day. it was crazy and so yeah i don't know the biggest thing that i chalk up to it is like i just guess it was a true testament of like you know when you're marrying the right person because that's all i cared about mm-hmm. was i was just like well we got married and the rest of it the next day i woke up and i wasn't a little bit of like regretville because i knew all of the planning all of the money mm-hmm. all of the time like our cake never went out like it looked beautiful yeah. though like all of this the flowers like only mm-hmm. half of the flowers went out because mm-hmm. it was just so like it literally was like you have an hour what do you want to do mm-hmm. and Pick. and then otherwise it literally was a house party Love people it. like rolled up rugs went inside and literally like just drank nobody went home early no everybody like, was there all everybody was mom. there all night except for marissa because she had fall <laughs> except for marissa <laughs> um, it was yeah like it was just crazy and that's like the biggest thing i'm like well i must just marry the right guy because i didn't stress about it mm-hmm. But I will have to say in a, I guess, reveal or honest admission, we hired our photographer and she came back that following week and we did photos, just the two of us, because that was the part like after I thought about it, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, we never did pictures of us because it was so like this much time, Mm -hmm. this much time and we moved everything up. So yeah, we did. So my husband had bought the tux, so he owned it. Mm -hmm. My mom called the cleaners and like begged them to take my dress because it was wet. It was Mm -hmm. literally soaked and they cleaned it in a day and we had Haley come back out and it was awesome. Like I actually like besides the cost that a bride would incur, 
I would recommend it to anybody because it's just you and the mm-hmm. photographer and we had drinks and we just walked. Nobody was like, you have 10 minutes till you have to go inside or you have 15 mm-hmm. minutes until mm-hmm. guests arrive. Like we literally, it's not stressful. no, we just like drank and took pictures wherever and nobody knew that we had done it a week later. And yeah, it was just, yeah, just add them to your portfolio. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Like, it was really good. So yeah. yeah, I loved it. I, I had a great time. It was so much fun. And it was just nice. Everybody just kind of embraced it. Like, yeah, this is what's fucking happening. Well, and you know what? That is like, I I do still help people here and there with it. And I would say that that was just even more of a true testament of we only invited about 70 people. Mm-hmm. And I know when people do their guest list, it's like you think you have to have like everybody and it's so hard to cut. And it was just like the true testament of like we had our people there because mm-hmm. it wasn't like someone that I used to be good friends with or something like everybody stayed because they were our people. Mm-hmm. It was so yeah, intimate. That's like the most fun party. Like knowing mm-hmm. that those are like the people. Yeah. Like it was like the 70 literally of like our closest people and nobody left. Everybody rocked it. Nobody complained. Denise. A lot of people said it was the best wedding they've ever been to. I still talk about it on the podcast. All yeah. The time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> and it, so it is like, so when you're thinking about your head count and you're at that like 250 and all that, like, I don't mean to be like, okay, like F that person, they're not coming. But there is some merit to like, if you haven't honestly had like a really good conversation or an interaction with that person, Mm -hmm. it is okay to not have them come to your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I know that sometimes when people are deciding their guest counts, I know there's a lot of other factors of like people, like family of making, making decisions for them. But if you're like able to be able to make that decision yourselves, it's so nice to have a smaller. My mom will joke. She's like, we had no friends. And I was like, yeah, but you had a good time, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. She came out onto like the dance floor kitchen area. So basically where the dining room table was. Yeah. Um, in this, So the, like, breast, the breakfast nook now became the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> no, so much that I forgot about. My dad got up on a chair and he, and like he clipped up the chandelier. The, their chandelier because the chandelier hung like over the table and he uh-huh. knew we needed to dance there. So he literally like took a can of beaner and like, put it way up so people could like be underneath it. It It was awesome. (laughs) Denise comes out in this like floor length, fuzzy ass leopard print. Yes. Robe. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. And then you had your matching jumpsuit or your sweatsuit and it was perfect. Yeah. Gotta do the sweats. That seems like a signature you. Well, I had to. And then my, again, my best friend, Nadine, my maid of honor, she had seen, I think, you know who we saw it? Uh, Caitlin Brown. And she married Kane yeah. Brown. Yeah. She changed into a bedazzled sweatsuit at the end of hers. I saw that and I was like, I Hashtag. just feel like that's calling my name. Hell yeah. And so, yeah, Nadine was like, well, let's all do them because we kind of were like, we're outside by the end of the night. We're mm-hmm. going to want to change. And so we had all ordered. We had like bride and then bridesmaid sweatshirts with mm-hmm. matching sweats, Cute. which was great because my dress was soaked. So, yeah, like yeah, like eight out more o'clock, than- I had to put that on and I just lived my best life we ended the night by the fire yeah because Mike wanted to smoke a cigar yeah yeah I'd be there too (laughs) yeah we were supposed Uh, to have a fight well yeah because it wasn't raining yeah well were you there when we had to do the tent thing so we like during all the chaos we moved almost everything 
but there was one tent oh, that yeah. stayed and then remember it stopped raining and then all of a sudden they're like it's gonna rain again and my dad the captain he's like we gotta get that tent down so we literally like all ran out there knew no idea what we were doing had way too much to drink and we're trying to take down one of those like portable pop-up tents i was i don't know where i was during that point in time i remember it happening but i did not go yeah because i was soaked you probably weren't there no i think i honestly was inside um taking tequila shots with um emily <laughs> yeah it was fun <gasps> oh good times um, okay, so we do have a bunch of questions from listeners for you. From um, your three, <laughs> from our 300 <laughs> followers. Um, well, Cynthia threatened them all last week on the podcast, mm-hmm. so they're kind of afraid of us now. <laughs> okay. We've got like 20 on TikTok. Yeah. And so, we see like an average listens for like each episode. Okay. Yep. So how about let's do a thing. If we can get a hundred more people to follow you guys on Facebook, oh. Whimsy will give you guys a hundred dollar gift card to do whatever you want with give away do whatever but we have oh, to get a hundred more people and i say facebook because i think for us most of our followers are on facebook mm-hmm. don't get me wrong we have instagram instagram is like a job for anybody that uh-huh. has a business like you have to be so active on instagram yeah. i feel like to get noticed but yeah if we can get you guys a hundred more followers then we'll do a hundred dollar so gift card. We have a 456 followers on Facebook. Okay. So we need 556 people. Okay. Hey, okay. Let's make the challenge one. accepted. Y'all so sh- we'll share everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you guys can decide how you want to do it, how you want to give it away or however. Hell yeah. I think we can do it. I love this so much. Um, thank you for being the first person to ever do this. Um, also, this was not prompted. Um, so we, know happening. Like, oh. we are not sponsored by Whimsy. <laughs> but also. Not yet. Um, okay. So we do have a couple questions from listeners. So the first one comes from um, one of my favorite vendors of all times and the person that photographed your wedding. Um, Haley wants to know, how are they all so effing cool? Like our family? I don't know. Is she that just what says, she How means? are they all so effing cool? I well, what like, was the question you put out? Um, we're sitting down with the gals from Whimsy and Weathered. What you want to know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you guys so cool? Okay. So. <laughs> good. I don't know. I mean, it's hard because I think anybody that self-reflects, like you never think that you're cool. Or, and I'm sure you girls do it all the time. Like you question, like who's going to listen to our podcast? Who? It's an imposter syndrome again. Yeah. Like who (laughs) cares enough for like what we think about that they want to listen and stuff like that. And I feel like, I guess my honest response would just be, Probably that I feel like we try to be as genuine as possible. Mm -hmm. So like what you see is what you get. So if I show up at your house in freaking sweatpants and a messy bun, like (laughs) that's just who we are. Like we're never going to try to be someone we're not. We're not going to promise something that we can't deliver. We're not going to talk our clients into something they don't need. So I think that's probably, I guess, like if we had to ask people like why maybe we were cool, I guess. <laughs> like maybe okay, we're I'll not answer for you lobby. too. Is like from an outside yeah. perspective, like your family and like just dynamic is so cool. Like how close, yeah. how close you guys are. People who also have that dynamic, like understand it and love it. And if people who don't, they envy it. So I feel like it's just cool to see yeah. your guys' dynamic of being so close and it's infectious. Like you just want to be a part of it. You want to see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that would definitely, I feel like 
probably Haley is like a good comment because we know this question came from her is that like we've done things with Haley and I think like my family like as a business and as a whole like and maybe you because you've done a lot with my family like our goal is like when you leave something that you've done like with us like now you think you're one of us I have never left and you know what I mean yeah well even like so when so Sam your sister's getting married here in January of next year but I it was one of the last tours I let Emma do by herself or like with me there it was like her last like training tour and everything and it was just kind of nice to like just hang out with Chris and Denise for like an hour and then we ended up sitting talking with them for two hours yeah and Sam's Mm -hmm. just like it's my birthday can we go go I'm hungry (laughs) Um, and Chris Denise and I are just like chatting like we're all friends and it was great Yeah, I would think that's probably, like you said, the dynamic of it. I bet, Mm -hmm. like, when I think of Haley and, like, how I just think that. And a lot of our customers even are, like, they consider us family. And I Mm -hmm. think that's probably what we have to offer is the fact that we're a family business. And so if you're with us, you're with us. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, do you guys have a favorite design style or aesthetic for weddings? Oh, for weddings. Okay, so I would say like my personal is probably um, a little bit more of like a cleaner, modern, sophisticated, but in no means is a gem or a rhinestone uncalled for. I was like, just picture Megan Bennett's wedding right here. Yeah, I think that like I love a good modern and clean style, but I also think that there is the form of like too simple. Like you get so limited times to just be fancy. So you should be fancy. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And you like, yeah. I always think about like my dad, like my dad never complained. My dad is, you know, only had girls and he never complains. And like, we'd get crazy prom dresses and, you know, sky's the limit and stuff <laughs> like that. And my dad would always say to me and Sam, like, you only have so many times in your life that you get to be a princess so you should be one. And I think your wedding should be, even if you're simple, there should be fancy. Hell yeah. yeah. Like you shouldn't do it like basic, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. because you can still do an understated wedding, but have moments that make you feel really special. Mm-hmm. So I think probably any style, as long as you feel special, except for Halloween. I did a Halloween wedding one time. That's not my jam. <laughs> I could see that it's not mine either yeah no <laughs> that's my birthday so yeah like I mean it's I see where it would be for people it's not for me yeah yeah I'm struggling with that right now because my 30th birthday is on Halloween this year and I'm like nobody's gonna want to do anything yeah no, but it's re- different wedding wedding and birthday versus yeah. Halloween know, are very different I'm just trying to make this about me okay that's <laughs> let me have my moment my <laughs> sister for her 30th like I'm a huge obviously so I will say my love of weddings lives on in any party that I plan mm-hmm. like I go over the top I don't know if anybody saw photos of my son's um baptism but <laughs> when in doubt if I can do something over the top I will and she sent me an inspiration board and I'm not kidding you it was what it was like gothic um death to her youth and I was oh kind of like, God. bitch, you're turning 30. <laughs> death to you. I said no. I was like, I am not doing a theme. Death to your youth. Oh, my God. That's, that's <laughs> like you're 30, unmarried at the time, and do not have children. Well, yeah. 
Save it. You know, I had a conversation with someone and then I left it and kind of was like, oh, do I feel bad about that? And someone was asking me like how my 30th was and someone else, it was like, it was like, uh, someone my age, like their moms. And it was a couple of like those like ladies that age. And one of them was like, my daughter is like, was had a struggle with her 30th. And she's like in the same boat as me, like unmarried and like just, you know, can do whatever she wants, no children, anything. And I like made a comment to them and I was like, you know, I think 30 hits different when like I'm unmarried and don't have children. I feel like if I had children, like 30 would feel a lot different. Like I would feel older and it would just be like a lot more of an impact and like a negative, maybe like being worried about being getting older. But yeah. I was like, it doesn't for me. And like one of them has a, like one kid is like about to get married and have a child and all that. And like those two pr- already had children when they were 30. So I'm like, oh, did I just offend them by yeah. saying that? Yeah. I think Who it's, knows? I think as a Everybody's woman, it. it's, it's so hard because I like, I, feel so much better every year I get older. Right. I love like, it. I feel like I'm in my prime. Like I've every year I'm like, why did I do that five years ago? Like yeah. I'm so sexy now compared to what I was yeah. five years ago. Like you know? I see girls and I just feel like, like I'll see a 25 year old girl and I, it's terrible. Like bless her. But at the same time, I'm just like, girl, wait till you're 30. Right. Like you just mm-hmm. feel so good. Like as somebody that I had my first baby at 32 if you would have asked 25 year old me when I was having babies, I would have told you like, Oh, 27 for right. sure. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I was 27 and I couldn't even imagine it. And then mm-hmm. I was 30 and I was like, there's no way in hell I could raise a child. Mm-hmm. And even at 32, there was part of me. It's like, well, it's time. Like I'm married. I should do this. And I just think, yeah, like it's hard. My mom was a mom at 19 Mm -hmm. and I have no fucking idea how she did it. Same. See, I'm so, so afraid if I get pregnant right now at like 29, almost 30, that how am I going to tell my parents that I'm having a teen pregnancy? (laughs) Like that's how I feel right now. That was my biggest like (laughs) fear growing up. (laughs) No, I totally. Yeah. Like I would guilty pleasure watch Teen Mom, but then also be like, hashtag, thank God it's not me. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I was so like involved, but at the same time, yeah, it it is a hard, hard thing. And, you know, I, it's not a secret. I, I got married at 20, God, I was 22 for my yeah. first marriage. And like, I think when I see younger people get married, like honestly, I look at them and I'm just like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because 31 year old bride me, she was a hell of a lot smarter than she was when she was 22. And uh-huh. I knew what I wanted. And so, yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but anyone listening <laughs> where this came from, like, you just get better with age. I'll mm-hmm. never forget. You and I had a really weird heart to heart at a wedding one time um, here at Capitol Room. And it was something along the lines of I like hadn't gotten engaged yet. We were talking about something. Yep. And you're like, do not get married until you're 26. Yeah. Do not get married until you're 26. So then literally I turned 20 almost 25 I got engaged and then like I'm not getting married until I'm 26 yeah Hmm. there's something about 25 I don't know what it is I'm not an expert by any means but just mentally I think there's something that happens at 25 and I think that when you are a little bit more 
more mature, which I feel like is just general. I mean, you girls both are still in the wedding industry. And I remember like when I started years ago, like the average bride was like 21, Mm -hmm. like 21, super fresh, maybe not even graduated college yet. Just super young. Now I feel like all the time I'm hearing people that are older and like my sister, my sister just got engaged. She's getting married here at the Capitol room this next winter. She'll be, gosh, she'll be 31 by the time she gets married. And I know there was part of her that's like, I'm 31. I'm not married yet. I don't have any kids. And for somebody who did it twice, like I just think that it is the best for you, Cynthia, mm-hmm. like you're living the best life. Thank Trust you. me. <laughs> I <know>. Like <laughs> I know there was points and I was there with my husband. Like we started dating. I was 20. God, I, I don't really know the date. 20, maybe 27, 28. Mm-hmm. And I remember like every fucking holiday. I'm like he better fucking propose. <laughs> he better propose. We are old. Like we are old. We got things to do. And he did it. And he did it. And I just was like, what is happening? But then now I look at it and I'm just like, it was such a perfect age Mm -hmm. to get married that like, I just, you're good girl. Oh yeah. Wow. I don't know where this really did tangent. I know. This is, I feel like I'm giving you all this advice. Learn from my mistakes. (laughs) No. This is going to make for some great TikTok clips. Um, okay. Favorite design style for homes. For homes. Um, I would say that probably what would be considered my favorite would be like more of a modern traditional home. So it's kind of a funky combo. I'll be honest, I'm not huge into the boho vibe. I just the pompous grass and stuff like that is everywhere. It's just not for me. I don't find it to be uh, like warm. I like my home to feel lived in. I like it to feel I I like a feel of a designer, but I want people to like know I live there. I want to feel cozy. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that like I love the pompous like look, but at the same time, I think that it's it's not ageless. No, it's not. I like kind of those combos. So I like I like traditional woodwork. I like warm feels, but I love that with like white walls. And I think you I should like, come to my new farmhouse. Yeah. It's got tr- all the nor or the original like yeah. uh, baseboards and trim and everything. You'll have a heyday. Yeah. It's one of those that I love keeping that. And then probably my number one thing, like my personal love in decor is I am a, like a photo fiend. I don't think there is too many personal photos in somebody's house. Anywhere and everywhere I can put a photo, I love. I love this. I have three big prints, kind of like those ones that are on the wall right there mm-hmm. in our dining room area. And Mike and I started putting like more photos of Mike and I up because we have none pick- printed from our wedding yet, which was eons ago and he's just like we don't need so many photos around our house of us and i'm like i like them i'm going to put them up <laughs> shut yeah. the fuck up <laughs> yeah i love it i think that i don't know i just my personal is that i love family i love photos of anything and like i said earlier like i just i'll take any opportunity to get photographed and i just think that they're just timeless and they're memories and so i don't know and probably because i'm not like Weirdly enough, growing up, my mom, she did not do the Christmas tree that had the homemade ornaments. She did not hang our artwork. She mm-hmm. did not. And I feel like I'm kind of like that, too. I like the cleanliness of maybe not having some of that crafty stuff. 
But I love that Polaroid that captured a moment in a family. Mm-hmm. So I want some of it without having the clutter. I love, I love to say I'm not a knickknack person. Mm-hmm. Nope. Please never give me a knickknack. If nope. you have given me a knickknack, I apologize now. It's in a drawer. Right. And you don't know what to do with it. Especially if it has my name on it. If it doesn't have my name on it, it may or may not have gone to Goodwill. I just cleaned up my dad's house. Yeah. Um, he had literally my entire life in that house. Um, and I threw away and boxed up so many fucking knickknacks mm-hmm. and so many things with my name on them that I've never seen in yeah. 30 years. And I'm like, what the fuck I is know. all this and stuff And it feels here? bad having to go through it and be like, yeah. I don't want this, but you're going to do it now we're gonna yeah. do it later and then what are you gonna do with it yeah, yeah well and hard. i think it's it's kind of goes back to like some of the stuff we talked about earlier about that timeless stuff like there's things that like i am a huge keepsake person i am not a knickknack person mm-hmm. so like ryan's family they're going through their grandparents home she had her wedding china still mm-hmm. that i want mm-hmm. i will so serve yeah, I will serve meals on that. Her weird figurines that she loved and only she loves, I don't want those. And so it's things like that that I love everything that has a story, but I'm not a knickknack person. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's hard because I'm with you. Like, knickknack, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. struggle. We're going, like, we're all kind of going through that right now, like going through like yeah. past things. Like, we are doing that with uh, my boyfriend's parents' place too. Yeah. And it's like, n- we just got a whole bunch of stuff of like things that he made when he's a child. Yeah. He's like, what am I going to do with this? And I was like, I don't know. It's I hard. Know. Like, get the, rid of it. So many art projects. The crafty stuff is hard. The, I will have to say, like, now that we have Rowdy and they're going some through some Orion stuff, like, what's cool is like, we found a hat that has. Ryan embroidered on it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool because I'm going to take that in. I'm going to put Rowdy on the back. Oh, but like the paper stuff that Ryan made as a kid. Right. No, I don't. I know. And like bless my mom's heart. But like she saved like all the things that we made like for Christmas. Like the yeah. the cone that we spray painted gold and, and glued fucking uh, dried noodles on it. And I'm like, See, you can get rid of it. I, I love you. I know yeah. that it means something to you. But we're not putting it out anymore. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Yeah, it's tough. Like it, yeah, totally. Like Denise didn't keep that stuff. So luckily I will not. (laughs) She has the same mentality I have. She has a lot of old photographs, but not like the knick-knacky stuff, which like not the macaroni noodle glued at daycare. No, we don't. I, not that I know of. If she has it, she's hiding it and she hasn't released <laughs> she's it. She's purposely hiding yeah. it. Yeah. I found 10 totes. I'm not even fucking shitting you. 10 totes full of photographs and albums and like old from like video cassette tapes from like Christmases and yeah. everything that my dad just had like stored away. And I'm like, the fuck are you keeping all this stuff for? And then I'm, I'm looking through it. I'm like, okay, but I you will, yeah. you will. Yeah. Cause like the like unknown part of me, like I, so like our cell phones obviously have everything. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I turn around, I have to delete a photo to take a photo. Like I am maxed on the storage. <laughs> so I got, I got gifted, which like, Five years ago, me would be like, this is the stupidest thing ever. But Ryan's mom gave me like one of those frames that like is the yeah. slideshow of the photos, yep, which yep. like literally like old me would be like, this is really ridiculous. But like mommy is just like, I love this. 
But what's great about it is you can do a subscription. And so now I've just uploaded all of my photos and my videos to that. And Rowdy's only four months. And I already am like, like last night I was like uploading old videos and I'm like, look at how little he is. Look at him. And so I'm sure like I feel for our parents that I get like why they're hanging on to that. I think it'll just be nicer for our generation because everything will be like electronic. Mm -hmm. There won't be like all that stuff to go through, but right. Or it does end up in your storage. So then when he comes to decorating, you're not using it. Yeah. But then I think, I think of like the future kids, if I ever have them and I'm like, they're never going to experience this going through all the old photos and that kind of stuff. But, but they will in a different format. Yeah. Me. Different medium. But photos I think they'll be, I think it'll be <laughs> like better because I yeah. think about all the videos that I take of Rowdy like and who knows maybe because he's a boy he won't care to watch any of this stuff. But I just think of all the videos I take because it's so easy. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. just right on my phone you don't have to like get out a camcorder and do all this Ta-da. stuff. And yeah. I don't know. But nonetheless, going back to before a tangent, <laughs> I I think there's a, a many, many places for photos. So you can tell Mike to just deal with it yeah. and just put them up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And bigger, the better. Yeah. yeah I have some yeah. big ones in my house that I love. I haven't been to your house since you took down the wallpaper. Yeah. It's been a while then. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. Um, okay. How do you find your true aesthetic, not just media influenced? So I would say my true aesthetic. So probably the big thing about me is that weirdly enough, I'm not a huge like social media person. So I find it often that it's kind of like a good thing because I'm not always up to date on some of the latest trends because I just don't follow that. I like, I'm old school in terms of the fact that like, I love when the Pottery Barn magazine comes. I love when Ballard's comes. Like I like to look at stuff like that versus, I mean, I'm on Instagram and stuff like that, but I just feel like it's been a little bit easier to just make my own style because I'm just not flooding myself with, it on a daily basis. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm in the industry and I have to be aware of like what's trending what's not trending and things like that. But I just feel like, especially in this day and age, I just don't like let it consume me. Mm-hmm. So I use it more of like inspiration than necessarily like, Oh, I saw that mm-hmm. thing. I have to do that thing in my design. If that makes sense. So kind of just like for what would you recommend to like, anybody else like how do they find like their true design or like how how would you as like a designer like recommend recommend kind of figuring out what they like yeah so I would say probably the best avenue to really figure out like what your style is is to just like search things that you love so if you like you you said Mm -hmm. that your farmhouse has the original woodwork and stuff like that. So search for things that people have original woodwork like you. Don't search for just like current stuff that you're like, well, shit, we have to paint everything because I saw this picture and she had nothing but white trim everywhere and she had nothing but this. Like Mm. search for things that are part of your life. So like for you, if there's something that you collect, search for inspiration of other people that have used things that you love and incorporate that into your style versus just like oh these are the top five 
photos that showed up on Instagram because everybody liked that photo. So that's how I like to do it because Mm -hmm. I think that especially like in the like even geography wise, like what's trendy in California is not going to work in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Like I always think like rye, like even Mississippi to Minnesota, the styles are very different. He doesn't know why we have brown houses. (laughs) They have no brown houses. We love brown up here. We love brown houses. We love brown siding. We love Mm -hmm. brown. Like, and so I think that like when you get into a home, there's not like, you don't have to change everything. Figure out how some of the things that you love fit into what you have already. And you just develop your style like over time. It's like that, like you said earlier, but like, it's like no one's, it can't be cookie cutter. Like you can't just like pick a certain thing. It's like when you're moving in, like you said earlier into one home and then moving to another, you can't do the same thing that you did at one home to another. So it's the same like person to person, home to home. You can't do the same things. Yep. Yeah. And I would always say like, don't get me wrong. There's a few things like when I walk through a client's home that I'm like, that has to go. Like that is way to a certain way. But if it's something that you love, then just work around that in your design and kind of let that be even like your focal point. Okay. Any other questions? questions? Were they all from Haley? Most. <laughs> <laughs> she had added a couple of more in there, but we already answered them. So cool. she's honestly the MVP. I sent you like a screenshot. Yeah. Like, Haley, the MVP with all the questions. Have you met her? Um, I, don't I don't think know. she shot out at Change I don't Oscar. think she's been there yet, but she's just... She's so good and she's so like when you talk about like how is somebody so fucking cool? Like that's I think how I feel about Haley. Like she's she's just cool. Um so the day it was the day you did your maternity shoot. Yeah. I brought Murphy because we had just adopted him and I pull up on the side, her and her husband show up like right in the front, and I'm walking out with this dog. Yeah. I did not know that on their way from like their elopement um, or like their wedding that she had looked at him and she goes, I think we should adopt a puppy next. And then all of a sudden I show up with this fucking dog and she's just like, Oh, is it for me? And I'm like, no, this <laughs> yeah. is mine. Um, okay. Anyways, um, last segment that we have is like your craziest wedding stories. So something that like all of our guests and regulars love to well, listen to. She got a to. dog. Yeah, no, they ended up getting a oh, dog. Yeah, and then that dog ate pot. <gasps> oh, I did see that on her Instagram. At the dog store. Park. Oh my god, this is the cutest fucking dog. But I guess it's like it was an edible. Yeah. So they were at the dog park and somebody left an edible and her dog ate it. <gasps> and she yeah. took it to the vet and didn't know what was wrong with it. And oh my gosh. like they the had- verdict was high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. But Poor he is baby. the cute is it a girl or boy? I'm assuming boy, but I, I have no idea. It's the cutest little It's nugget. like a little like, German short hair or something. Oh, yeah, like this one with the photo, with yeah. the camera. I'm done. I'm so glad she finally got her puppy. I love um, short Anyways, hair. so do you, in your many, many, many years of experience, 10 years now, about maybe a little more. 15. 15 almost yeah. 15. Do you have oh, any crazy and wild... Cynthia, are you paying attention, please? I already know what you're asking. Okay. Um, do you have any crazy, wild wedding stories that you want to share with our guests? I feel like, oh gosh, like I feel like sometimes the wild ones are not ones that you want to share. Oh, well, but they do. But do. they do. Um, let me think. So probably one of the wildest ones was when I still was working for my mom. 
and we showed up. I was at the country inn. This is like back when it was like the thing to get married at the country inn. A while back, huh? Yeah. So like 15. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it probably was like 12 years ago. And so we showed up and there was cop cars outside. So we knew like shit was going down. Oh no. Is this the same this wedding is, that Chris talked about? Crazy <gasps> wedding story. Wait, was I don't this think Chris, New Year's? No, I don't think Chris was there. Oh, okay. How old is Chris? Oh, like, wait, wait, what year did you say? Chris it was is? like 12 years ago. He's not that old. No. I, I mean, he's my age, isn't he? He's a little, no, he's, he's a little, little older than you. Oh. But I don't think he, I don't think there. he was there at that point. No. So we use like goblets on like tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we showed up, men were drinking beer out of them and like cheersing them like co- like goblets, like centerpiece goblets. Oh, no. They had like gone through like a record amount of kegs. I mean, it was just a shit show. That's probably the wildest one. Um, the one I'll never forget, which is like highly inappropriate. Well, not highly. I just, but I don't felt, think it probably is for us. I felt bad is the one that I will never forget. It was when I wasn't working for my mom anymore. It was over in Owatonna at the Holiday Inn, mm. which is, is like kind of by Cabela's. That's like, the one that has like the water slide in the water park. Yeah. Okay. So I was taking down ceiling drapery and the groom came up to me and slapped my ass while I was on the ladder. I knew this is. Yeah. And he was like, so, I don't remember what he said. Like, good job. Oh, Something yeah. like that. Slap my ass. And this is when my best friend, like my childhood best friend worked with me. And we both kind of like looked at each other and was in shock of like what had happened. Yeah. And I honestly got in the vehicle that night and I said, I don't know who I feel worse for me or the bride. Cause I would definitely not want my groom slapping the ass of the girl that just decorated for us yeah so i probably think that's probably one that just like sticks with me that i'm just like huh well i didn't sign up for that and i I was young i mean we're talking like i was like 22 when this happened yeah i've thought about that story many many times as i'm tearing down a wedding as if like something like that would happen to me Mm -hmm. and it never has so, Luckily, I know. Damn. Kudos to all of our brides grooms that like they're good. <laughs> yeah, they're also it, so annoyed at me by the end of the wedding night that they're like, "Fuck this bitch." <laughs> no. The only one I feel like that maybe you could classify as like wild here, and names will go unsaid. Love that, but is the one that you should know who it was when I showed up, and I think the bride had left at like nine thirty puked on the stairways outside um i think the groom made it to the end of the night i want to say a parent had to go home i mean it was just like a drunken shit show like early drunken shit show wow yeah i feel like that i'm sure we both know who i'm talking about i think Mm -hmm. that it just just was south Mm -hmm. i just i for my own mental sanity i can't talk about that one but yeah i mean after the pod we can Definitely. Yeah, I feel like when I got here, that. Megan was like, what the fuck? I <laughs> Your broke, dad was security that night, too, I, I think. broke my nose that night. Oh, yes. On the, yeah. I broke it on my safe. Yeah, I, I remember so that. She was just like, it was just like one of those that like, of course, I'm like, hey, how did it go? Blah, blah, blah. And she was just like. <laughs> like deer in the headlights. Like, like, she, yeah. There was like no words. She just was like frazzled. I cried. Like, I cried and hugged my staff that night. 
Yeah, it was was rough. It was was Mm. a hard wedding. I think people don't realize like some of the mental, it's a lot of like mental load to take on when you're trying to give somebody their dream day Mm -hmm. and you're really trying to like be behind the scenes of like not letting people know like some of the shit that goes down Mm -hmm. because you don't want your clients to know you want your bride to have the best day. And Mm -hmm. it's just mentally, I remember like, at least that one she probably didn't remember. No, she probably woke up the next day. It was like, and it was with that wedding. What I will say, it wasn't the bride and groom. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing. Like even my parents are having a wedding at their house this weekend and we were talking about like getting ready and what should we do? And the mom was asking me like how much champagne for mimosas. And I was just frank. I said, just do like limited. It's Mm -hmm. 10 AM. Nobody needs to be getting crazy. Mm -hmm. It's a a very long day. Like you want people to last, like you want people to have a good time, but there is a limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the earlier you start, the earlier you start drinking, the earlier your party's going to end. Mm-hmm. And do you find like you girls both like being more of like the venue? Are you pro open bar or against open bar? Obviously, girls. like financially, financially, there's a thing. Open bar. But guest wise, you know, I think it depends. But I mean, I'm pro open bar no matter what. I think even if it's not financial, because people should hopefully there's adults so they can handle themselves correctly yeah. um and but if not we have people that can like shut them down yeah like, you're and, cut off and like not that it has to do with bar but you know people that you know everyone's a little bit different but you want people to like hang around and if yeah people leave early then the party's over early and then you have less like memories i'm pro bar anti-shot absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. like I'm pro open bar. I feel like, especially as you get older, mm-hmm. I feel like there's nothing more than like, as an older bride, I wanted to like host our mm-hmm. guest and I didn't want people to have to worry about pain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I also was like, but there's no shots. This isn't a fucking frat party. Right. Or like being at a different... So sometimes when you're at a home, it feels a little bit different. Yeah. So like shots are can get out of hand very fast. I feel like when you're yeah. at a home and in that aspect but here like i or i guess for our venue or my venue i'm very much like okay if you guys are hosting everything great but why don't you guys limit it to like if people do want a shot they at least have to pay for it on their own That's so then yeah, less yeah you're not necessarily it. saying no you cannot yeah. take a shot but it's like no you're not taking a shot on my dime mm-hmm. because i just think that you can have plenty of fun without them and mm-hmm. sometimes it can go south yeah because those can be thrown around so fast like if you're somewhere and there's a and someone else paid for a shot you're so much more likely to like yeah. just take it because it's there already rather totally. than being like i don't actually need that so i think it's better to have a little bit of breaks on the shots yeah, i agree that's way. a policy that we have here too yeah but, yeah mm-hmm. Cool. Um, okay. Well, thank you for coming to our booth. Yeah, this is great to chat. Um, okay, tell everybody where they can find Whimsy and Weathered and you and all that on yes, all social everything. Okay, so like I said before, I'm not a huge social person, but in media for myself. But Whimsy and Weathered is our biggest place to find us is Facebook. Just because the style of business that we do, we're constantly changing our inventory. So to get kind of the latest of what really is in the store 
is to jump on Facebook and see photos that we've uploaded. If you have any questions about when we're open, timing, or dates, probably our website is going to be the best, which as long as you Google whimsy and weathered, it'll pop right up. And um, we are on Instagram too, so really follow us anywhere. Cool. Um, Anything else you want to plug to our listeners? Um, I don't think so. I feel like we kind of went over everything. Um, probably the only thing that I didn't cover that I'd love people to know is that if you really want to embrace some of our interior design stuff, but you don't necessarily want to incur the cost of having us come to your home, I have a ton of clients that bring photos into the store and we will help you with an area for free. The biggest thing is that I just say, if you're working on like a fireplace mantle or bookcases or something, just come in with photos, uh, measurements, and we'll just get you all set. Love it. Perfect. That's yeah. awesome. Don't worry. I have so many photos for you. Okay. <laughs> the next day you're open, Cynthia will be the first one to yeah. the door. Yeah. 10 a.m. Thursday. She'll be there. Ooh. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow. No. Oh. Next week we open. Mm, okay. 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 Gives me time. I'll be on a plane coming home from Iceland. Oh, meet you there. I'll not be here. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, You can follow us at the Corner Booth Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And thecornerboothpod.com for our website. I am Megan Dotfelber. And I am Cynthia Strasser. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) Hey. We forgot to do that last week. I know. (laughs) I always do forget. Okay. The last thing is that you were in the booth with us. Yeah. And so now we are going to get our check because we're leaving. Check, Check, please. please. That's a wrap.